What's good, ladies and gentlemen? What's good? Wave your hands, put them high, smile real big. Uh, it's Five Mics, uh, husband, father, educator, writer, MC, coming to you live and dareezy. Um, uh, thanks for being with us today. This is episode I, I honestly don't know. I think it's 16. Um, or it might be 15. I don't know. I'll make sure that it's right on uh, on the write-up. But uh, it's either 15 or 16, and that's a blessing because I remember when I started, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. This is actually episode 16. I just checked. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, today is December. I don't even... Look, I'm all kinds of unprepared. It's December 15th. This is the 16th episode. Um been doing this for 16 17 weeks y'all like yo i'm feeling good i'm feeling great how are you um this episode we might not do the traditional uh format today because it's been so long and so much has happened and i feel like the format sometimes limits what i want like what I want is like the natural flow of the conversation. So if this goes for 20 minutes, cool. If it goes for 55 minutes, just keep listening. You know, listen on your way to work, from work, whatever. Um, man, it's been whoa. It's been so much that's happened in my life, in the national media, and pop culture, and music, and all the things that we talked about. Uh, there's been a lot that's happened. Um, I got a lot of positive feedback about the last episode. I think the last episode was called Be Quiet. Um, Really, be, period, quiet, period. Where we were just talking about the need, especially for men sometimes, to get a little little peace and tranquility from the craziness that's happening. So I got a lot of positive feedback from that. So uh, real quick, though, if you're tuned in now, I need y'all to do this. This is so important. I need y'all to go on iTunes. I need y'all to go wherever you listen to me on iTunes, Twitter. Uh, not Twitter, but iTunes and uh, uh, what's a SoundCloud, you know, Stitcher. I need you to rate the podcast. I need you to leave some stars on there. Uh, if you think it's whack, I don't, I'm not telling you how many stars to put on it. I'm just saying I need stars. Uh, I need r- reviews and ratings because what I'm trying to do with this is I'm trying to do something with this, right? I'm trying to expand and there's some minor interest in different pockets, but the, the main thing they want to see is reviews. They want to see what people think about it. Even if they don't like it, they want to see. Uh, so please go out and review it. The website is theideamanhood.com. And we are, uh, we've been live 16 weeks. There's a lot of content on the website from things that I wrote before I even started doing the podcast that just so magically align with what we're doing. So just thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I don't know what this, what direction is going to go in. I'll tell you this though. I'll tell you this. So last week, the reason why I wasn't able to, to, to record an episode last week is because I was at a conference in San Diego, California. Um, and the conference that I attended was called AVID. And so for those of you that are in education, you might know what AVID means. But for those that don't, AVID stands for Advancement Via Individual Determination. Uh, AVID is a, a college readiness system that uh, has been in use in the United States and internationally in some place. Well, in in the, the United States and surrounding regions for over 30 years. Um... It 
in short, it was a phenomenal conference. In short, AVID is a phenomenal program. I'm going to talk about it because, um, you know, education is such a hot button issue. I have arguments, discussions, and uh, strong debates with people every day about education. And so it's definitely one of the things I'm proud about. Um, you know, in my five mics, educator is one of them. So especially when it comes to boys, because in many different pockets, boys are struggling in school for a lot of different reasons that I think AVID addresses directly and head on. So I'm going to talk about my conference experience. I'm going to talk about um, uh, my takeaways from that. Um, and just life. What's been going on, man, in the news? You got San Bernardino and you got the conversation about gun laws and gun control that happens every other week. Um, you have all these major things happening um, and things that are happening in my life, too. So I'm going to share that with you. Hopefully you'll, you'll continue to listen. The idea of manhood, episode 16, five mics, husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings and I'll be right back, baby. And I'm back, folks, and I'm back, and I'm back, and back. Listen, so um, this is fresh. This is this is why I love doing this podcast because there's so many times during the week where I'm reading something or I'm talking to somebody like, oh man, I need to put this on the podcast. Um and, you know, I don't know how many people listen. I mean, in the average month, based on what my, uh, based on what the metrics show on my website, I get like three to 500 listeners a month. I don't know. Is that good? I don't know. That could be more. I think it should be more. I want it to be more. But I tell you what, when I record these podcasts, I, I'm not thinking about, oh, man, there's going to be a thousand people listening. I'm really Dumping. I'm really taking all of the things that I've been thinking, all of the conversations I want to have, all the text messages I send, all the emails I read, articles, conversations at work, and like processing my thoughts out loud. And like, I don't know, for me, that's tremendous and it's so necessary. Um, you know, it's, it's talking to myself, but it's it's really just, I don't know, having this outlet is is so fantastic for me, um, and I really encourage it for, uh, for all dads, um, just as something that's like, you know, we don't, you know, I'm telling, this, I said this a couple times, people always yell at me, but, you know, dads are some of the loneliest people out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, men that have children are some of the loneliest people out there. Um, when you have a child, like, <clears throat> especially depending on what, what kind of, you know, what group you're coming from, if you have a child outside of the age range or outside of the time when your friends have children, um, you're secluded. And, you know, guys don't talk. That's, that's, that's one of the reasons we do it to ourselves. You know, guys don't talk a lot. They don't have... Um, genuine conversations a lot with other men uh, and so a lot of the things that we experience as men as fathers as husbands whatever we experience them alone and we think that oh I'm the only one going through this right and so you know I said that over and over again and um, you know that's I encourage all dads out there if you you know write down your thoughts talk it out you know uh, when we were in college 
everybody was doing journals. I had journals, and that was the thing to do. You know, you're conscious. You had a little head wrap on. You know, you had wore a little dashiki, and you wrote in your journal, and that's what made you feel like you had arrived, right? And it was something about that process that, you know, I did it because I was a writer, and I like to write, and, you know. But for me, <clears throat> I don't know if it's the way in which I learn, the way, you know, just me being an extrovert or whatever, but speaking and talking even if it's to myself, is is very cathartic, very therapeutic, um, and I encourage it for for everyone. But you know, this 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 podcast is dedicated to the guys out there, but especially to dads. Um, you know, it's so crazy how you know I'll be talking to a, a dad, you know, a friend of mine that's a dad, and I'll say something random like, "Oh man, you know, oh man, I can't believe like the kids are getting on my nerves." But like nobody wants to hear that, you know. Whatever, you might slip up and say something like, "Oh man, you know, this happened to my son. Like he's always doing this." And like, yo, my son does the same thing. And I'm like, what? I thought it was just me. Even though we know how behavior works, that it's not just one kid in the world getting on your nerves. That if you have kids, they're getting on your nerves. But the thing is that men just don't, you know, we don't talk to each other about these things. That's why women live to be 98 years old and we die when we're 50 because we harbor all of these frustrations and all of these like, you know, these feelings and these momentary lapses of resentment. We harbor them and that time, you know, all these different things. We don't get it out. You know, and when it does come out, it comes out so forceful and so like immediate and so drastic because we haven't spent time over the months and years getting it out. So the one time a year we get it out, we're punching a hole through the wall, we're throwing down a lamp or, you know, we're yelling or we're going to the gym and beating up a body bag. Um, So... I encourage, for me, it's the podcast. I encourage all guys out there to find something where they can be, where they can have an outlet. It's so, so, so important in so many different areas of your, of, of my life, I'll say, of my life. Um, so what else is going on, man? The news is crazy as always. Um, yeah, I'll go to the news later. Me, personally. So I told you, I went to San Diego for an AVID conference. Um, AVID is Advancing Via Individual Determination. Um, and if you have a child at school age, you really want to check in to see if... if uh, if AVID is offered in your school. Now, I'm not paid by AVID at all. Uh, I do work with AVID. I've been trained by AVID, but I don't get paid by AVID. Um, uh, This is all coming from my experience as an educator, working on college campuses across the country, working in schools across the country, nonprofits. Uh, AVID is a tremendous program. I'll give you the quick, like, three-minute elevator speech. AVID was founded with the principles mind called wicker right that's the foundation of uh of the program wicker okay not wicker because people get crazy with their pronunciations okay it's wicker and it's writing inquiry collaboration organization and reading so these are the five uh basic elements uh within avid in terms of implementation there's certain essentials and things that have to be done for implementation sake but in terms of what happens in the classroom these five areas are honed in on students and i mean it's done in such a way that's so well thought out um you know for boys 
organization is key you know i've seen some amazingly smart kids some smart boys uh so intelligent good writers but they can't find their paper when they need it they can't find their pencil they're so disorganized and when it comes to classroom performance like what's valued in our school system is organization and how neat your work is and how good it looks um as opposed to content sometimes which is a little sad but um just look into it folks it was a great conference and i really encourage all my listeners to you know if you have school-age children call your school district encourage them to look into it and and to put some funds behind it because it's it's really important so um so avid conference i was in san diego i was traveling i traveled uh of course via plane six hour flight and um you know when you're traveling you have a lot of downtime and that's exact i don't know that's exactly what i needed you know i hate being away from the family um because you know you have responsibilities here that when you're not here you know that two-man show that two-person show gets real crazy when it's one when it's one person um and you know luckily i have a wife that is uh that that you know doesn't miss a beat you know we have such an elaborate system together so when one of us is gone it really throws off the system um but you know of course every anytime i leave out of town she hops right in like it's nothing um and so it's it's good to know it it makes me feel easier about going away knowing that things at home are good and i don't have to worry about it even though i still do um but yeah having that downtime you know having that time to you know be on the plane and watch movies and you know be at one with my thoughts for a second just have you know i just walked around san diego just by myself like i was you know uh, a nomad like it, and it was so freeing it was just like man it was you know for 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 three days i got to admonish myself from some of those responsibilities and i'm gonna tell you y'all it felt good man like it felt really good it felt really good but it felt even better to come back home so i'm i'm thankful for a safe flight to and from but i tell you what though as we you know talk about you know i gotta weave some entertainment into here while i was in the plane down uh i watched the amy winehouse documentary called amy good night yo let me tell first and foremost i was a huge amy winehouse fan i am a huge amy winehouse fan uh, I think her music was unbelievable. I think her, you know, her her writing, you know, I literally remember when my man Norris, shout out to DJ Noby out there in Richmond. Um, I remember when my man Norris hit me up on Gchat, you know, Google Chat or Google Talk. I was like, yo, Mike, have you heard about this this chick, Amy Winehouse? I was like, what? Amy, no, I haven't heard about a chick from London, blah, blah, blah. So he always scoops me to the new music. And, you know, he hit me with it. This is, uh, this was Frank, the first album. And, uh, you know, I listened and I was just immediately just drawn into her spirit, into her, like, honesty and her, the way that she wrote. And it was just so raw. Her voice was raw. You know, her subject matter was raw. The language she used was raw. Um, and it just came off so refreshing at that time in 2005, six, where music was in a bad spot at that point in time. I don't know if you remember, but music, it was like the, the chingy days and, and I mean, like it was just a, a bad time in music. Um, and 
it was so refreshing and I just remember listening to her music like man like her music made me want to get a drink like I'll be at work like man I really need a drink I don't know why like oh I'm listening to Amy Winehouse that's why um but just her her documentary and watching you know kind of her demise and really was spawned by the fame the 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 quick rise to fame and really the American like once America got hold of her and that go to rehab stuff it just went to a whole nother level but anyhow um you know I'm, I'm thinking I'm watching this and I'm thinking about some of the messages from the podcast and just just messages in general about you know authenticity and that's what came to mind like over and over again while I was watching this like she was trying so hard to be authentic um you know she was trying so hard to be herself and not to be influenced by pop culture and just to do her thing that you know fighting that like got her like her, her equilibrium was off you know like it was just it was so crazy to see and you think about everyday people right because the only thing that separate us from icons or people that have any sort of fame is the amount of people that have access to them like that's the only thing to separate them i know people that are just as talented as i don't know as as name your favorite artist your favorite singer your favorite basketball player your favorite football i know people every day they're walking down the street that are just as fast just as strong just as talented too as you know people that are uh, in mainstream media, what separates us from them is the audience, right? Is the number of people that have to see them do whatever they do, right? And so, you know, thinking about that, it's like at one point in time, we all, at some point, you know, whether we're teenage years or adult years, some of us right now, even in our 30s and 40s, we aspire for a certain level of notoriety. Like, we want people to see what we do. Like, that is why, that is what makes social networking so popular. That's what makes Facebook what it is, and Twitter, and Instagram, and all of these things. People hate on it. They're like, ah, oh, you just showboating for Facebook. Nah, 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 nah. And you just use Facebook. Hey, I don't know what people use it for. But at its core, Facebook, social media, and all of these other websites, they allow us to get a quick and brief, in uh, a quick and brief, uh, some quick and brief exposure to the life of someone that's famous or to someone that has a lot of people that follow them or look at them or they're being on that public stage right isn't that all it is so when people like oh i'm addicted to facebook or you know i'm always on it or when i see people like always on their phone or always you know checking to see what's going on you know i know that there's other issues not necessarily bad issues but it might just be like hey I want to have a quick insight into what's going on, and I want people to have a quick insight into what's going on with me. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, Drake said, Twitter fingers turn to trigger fingers, or trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. You know, so what that means, you know, for those that aren't in the know, is you know, I mean, people, I think in general, 
get on social media sites and, and create a world, like create a, uh, a narrative that they want to be their own, whether it is or not. You know, my boy Gary sent an article yesterday. I'll find it while I'm talking, but it essentially says like, or sent me a quote or something, basically saying like, we're so busy living the lives that, uh, of course, I can't remember it now. We're so busy living the lives we want to live instead of living the lives we are living. You know what I mean? Like we're we're so busy trying to create a narrative that we're not living our actual lives. Like what's really happening, and that's why I feel like people are so out of touch and so disconnected um, just with life in general you know just like as connected as we all are because of our phones and because of media people are just as disconnected from themselves it's like you know we are we don't have that balance anymore. It doesn't seem like I know it's dramatic and that sounds extra, but what I'm seeing is that we don't have that balance to be able to uh, be communicative and to relate to and connect with ourselves because we're so busy being communicative and trying to relate to everybody the hell else. You see what I'm saying? And so I'm seeing a whole bunch of people that just like don't like don't know themselves. Like it sounds so cliche and and and, and immature, right? But I'm seeing people that don't know themselves. That literally they don't know what they like. They don't know um, you know, they just don't have a grasp of how things impact them. They don't have a grasp of, you know, uh, how they relate and communicate and come off to others. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just really interesting to me. So I don't know. I got off on a tangent, but I was just talking about the fame and the Amy Winehouse thing, right? So um, that's really why social networking is so popular because it gives people quick insights into the life of being famous, right? That's really was a Facebook. They want you want your face out there. Instagram, instant, everything is quick, right? Everything is quick. We want everything right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and to me. Okay, pause right there, because I want to take a little break, I, even though, even though, you know, there's no commercials, and it's really not a break, but I want you, I want to have the audience, I want y'all to think about that right now, right, in the context of what we're talking about, people want things right now, people don't know themselves, and they're trying to be famous, alright, so, alright, pause that, I'll be right back. Okay, so listen. Um, so we have the fame piece. We have people that aren't connected with themselves, don't know, and then we have this immediacy. Everything is so immediate. Uh, we want it now. Like we, you know, um, I would add on top of that that as a result of this new medium of communication, and it's, I'm saying new, relatively speaking, right? Um, and, and, and speaking online, I think that we have 
a set of people, this generation coming up that can't really manage and don't have the skills to manage their emotions. Like on basic level, I mean like, you know, if you don't know what you're responding to and don't really know yourself and your face is always on a phone or in a kind of computer screen, then how could you know what really, like what are you providing emotion towards? What brings you up? What brings you down? People don't really talk the language of being extroverted or introverted anymore. It's always assumed that because people are putting this constant positive message on these networks that everyone's an extrovert, but we're not. All right. So you have all of these. It's like a, a tornado of, of, I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just of these things that are happening with young people, middle-aged people, and older people. So here's another interesting thing, right? Here's another interesting thing. I think because of social media and the access to information, when it comes to online behavior, which can lead to actual behavior, like which it is behavior, like still, whether it's online, whether it's real, whether it's active or not, like there, you could read a post and read a series of comments and not know if it's written by a 13 year old, a 33 year old, or 53 year old. That's the first time in history that this has to be this way. You know what I'm saying? Because it was one thing, you know, I'm getting emails from, you know, from whoever, old people, older people at work, you know, kids that I talk, I talk, and the thing that's crazy is I talk to those age groups every day, to young people, older people, and people in the middle, right? And you can't, sometimes, you can't tell who you're talking to, you know? Um, when you read comments, FYI, don't ever read the comments on any website, right? When you read these comments... Like people are just like spewing, whether it's hate, whether it's whatever it is, right? Spewing it out. Oh, this cursing, you know, saying the most ridiculous, kill yourself, punch yourself in the face. I hope you die. Like stuff like that. Like, whoa, who wrote that? It had to be a teenager that wrote that. But then when you look at the picture, it's a 75 year old man look like Santa Claus. You know what I'm saying? So. So you have these things mixing up, right? So follow me. I know it's, it's been a long time. I'm, 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 I'm threading the needle here. So um, then we see the behavior, the actual behavior, right? Like the actual physical, you know, in your face, human to human behavior. And at the same time, we're seeing constant discussions about random acts of violence we're seeing constant discussions about gun laws and gun violence and people shooting up theaters and people uh you know killing each other you know and gang wars and people you know uh mass shootings and you know we're seeing these things every day and i just don't think it's a coincidence. So I was talking to somebody about gun law. He was talking about guns. And, oh, we need to get the guns off the street. Oh, we need to da, da da da. No, I mean maybe, maybe, maybe there are too many guns. Maybe, maybe no American or no one that's not in the military, um, not even the police. Maybe if you're not in the military, you shouldn't own a gun 
that can, at the press of one finger, shoot 30 bullets. I, I don't know. I, call me uh, conservative or crazy or whatever, but I'm thinking that in a neighborhood, in the city, wherever you live, there should be no reason for one person to pull one trigger and to shoot 30 things. I Hey, call me crazy. Um, but... There should be less guns in the street, maybe, right? Whatever you want to feel about that. Now, um, I am just not convinced that it's just about the guns, though. I'm just not convinced. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, uh, there's been guns. Like, there's, we, we've been had guns. You know, sure, there's guns coming in from everywhere there's guns coming in from germany there's guns coming in from the military in our own country there's guns coming in from you know columbia there's guns coming in from miami like there's guns everywhere we know that if i want to get a gun i can go right now call my goons and get a gun like that that's not i would i wouldn't do that that's not appropriate but anybody that's listening to this can go online and buy, find a gun go into a local walmart and buy a gun so Gun control at this point is like, gun control would be like sugar control, right? Like, how, how are you going to control something that is so pervasive in our society and deemed to be so necessary to, you know, being an American, Dramatic eye roll and air quotes. American, right? So, gun control is, you know, I don't know. It's like the fight against obesity. Like, if people want to eat, they're going to eat. Like, you could tell them, stop eating. You're obese. But, like, ultimately, something's going to have to happen for them to be like, you know what? I need to chill with the food, right? Um, I feel the same way with gun control. I don't think we have. To, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a. I'm not a politician. I don't own a gun. I've never. I've touched a gun once or twice in my entire life. I'm not the gun dude. That's not my thing. Um, but I just don't know if mandated uh, legal action is necessary to ban guns from the United States is going to help. I would love to see more regulations or more mandated. If we're going to mandate anything from the government, you know, the Republicans don't like government mandates, but like if you're going to mandate something, mandate the same way that kids have to get physicals every year before they go to school, the same way that before you go to college, you have to get a physical, before you join your neighborhood soccer team, you gotta get a physical, before you go to a job, you gotta sometimes get a credit check, you gotta do a criminal background history. How about we put some real discussion behind having mental health checkups? like? It's it's such a no-brainer. Like, I'm not a politician. I don't write laws. I don't pass laws. I'm not really big into policy. But when it comes to common sense, I'm your guy, okay? So why don't we really push that from, you know, uh, 
from a, from a government level, from a state level, from a school level. I don't know, but if we know it, we know it's important to get physicals every year. We know it's important to make sure that our bodies are in the right frame of mind. Um, no pun intended. But what about our brains? You know, we're not all created equally. Some of us have many screws loose. Um, and that could change from year to year. That could change from minute to minute. So, uh, to me, I think a solution, one of many solutions to all of this violence and all of what seems to be this elevated random violence movement in America and I'm talking about from the police I'm talking about from you know gang members on the street I'm talking about the random you know folks with mental health I'm talking about the racists I'm talking about everybody like the 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 things that are hurting these people of course they're being killed by guns but they're getting killed by insensitive hurt misguided uh misunderstood bullied uh uh, profiled people with guns you see what i'm saying like the guns come second you know, because if it wasn't a gun, they find a knife or they go on YouTube and find a way to make a bomb or it would be something else. There's a people problem in our country. I am stamping and going on record and saying that in 2015, we have a people problem in our country and we have to deal with it. And it starts, you know, I take my job very seriously as a parent. And I know I'm talking to my son and daughter every day about being good people, about acknowledging certain things, you know, from their classmates and being respectful and, you know, really, you know, like the conservatives say, like going back to the basics of being good people. Now, even in our entire lifetime of people being good people or not in the history of the United States, there's still a few raggedy, dirty, angry, racist, you know, sexist, homophobes, you know, that are going to kill people at will because they're stupid and they're insensitive and they're going to burn in hell. But, you know, for the most part, Uh, I think that we can all use a little bit of just dialing back, getting more familiar with what we need and what like, you know, protecting yourself from so much information. My same friend, I I keep talking about Gary because we, you know, we share a lot of information online and it's mostly positive. Right. And so he put an article from Lifehacker. If you have if you're not familiar with Lifehacker first, it's a great website just tells you how to do stuff like everyday things that you might not know how to do and so um you know there was an article up there that that my boy gary put online basically saying like what to do when you're being when all of the bad news is affecting your mood like how do you resist the urge to go into a bad news spiral and i mean some of the tips on there of course were common sense but it's really like you have to protect yourself from the nonsense you know like you just we have to people like we really do have to so i mean you know that was the long and short of it this is really you know 
there's a lot going on right now. And like I said in the previous episode, like this time is primed for like psychologists and sociologists and people that studied liberal arts that can talk to people and, and, and really treat people, you know, with kindness and be authentic to themselves. And, you know, this time is primed for that. We need it. We need more people like that. So I said it last week. I'm saying it again, like you don't have to push your kids into STEM. Like STEM is cool. Science, tech, engineering, math, all that. That's great. Um, but you want to teach your kids to to learn, to love, to relate, to connect, to embrace, to be appreciative, to be authentic. Those are the things I think that are going to make a difference. So we're not seeing this 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 mass mass shooting and violence and gang wars and all these things, police brutality and all this craziness. So. Um, that's my, I'm, I'm going to end there. I have a lot to talk about, um, but I'm just going to keep on giving it to you. I might come back in three days. I might come back in, in, in a week. Um, but thank you for listening once again. Uh, this is the idea of manhood episode 16, um, 16. Remember, like I said, please go to the website, ideamanhood.com or find me on iTunes. Um, and, and rate the podcast. If you think it's whack, put, yo, I think this ish was whack. Give me one star. I just want to know you're listening. I want to know, have a better idea how many people I'm reaching. All right? Um, so y'all have a good one, and I'll talk next time. Peace.